0: My name is Rick Renner and I'm standing in front of the Kremlin in the city of Moscow, Russia. Moscow is our hometown. The Kremlin is very important in Russia. Now, all over Russia, there are 26 different Kremlins. The word Kremlin really means a walled city or a fortress. But this is known as the Kremlin because it is in Moscow. And behind those walls are the headquarters of the Russian government. Before that, it was the headquarters of the communist government, the Soviet Union. Before that, it was the headquarters of the Tsarist government of the year of royalty. But today, this is the Kremlin in the city of Moscow. The Kremlin is enormous. In length, it's 7,333 feet. In some places, the walls are 62 feet tall and 21 feet thick. Why in the world would they build a wall like that around this headquarters? Because they wanted to protect it. They wanted to make sure they controlled who got in, who didn't get in, and they kept all evil forces on the outside. That's what this wall was built for. The Bible tells us that we need to be vigilant about our own life, that we need to build barricades to keep the devil and to keep bad influences out of our life. And that's what I'm gonna talk to you about today. Stay
1: tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insight and understanding
0: from the Word of God. Here's Rick. As I told you today, I'm going to talk to you about what it means to be vigilant, how to build a wall of defense so strong that the devil can never find access into your personal affairs. Now, maybe he's already gotten into your affairs. Maybe your marriage is messed up. Maybe you've got a problem with your kids or your grandkids or your finances are just so scrambled. Or maybe you've got a challenge in your health or your personal relationships. Wow, it looks like the devil is already on the inside. Well, if that is the case, you've got spiritual weaponry to drive him out. But it's easier to keep him out than to deal with him after he's gotten on the inside. So today I'm going to talk to you about how to build a wall of defense to keep the devil out of your life. But I want to remind you that I'm offering you my series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. We've taken these programs and we've packaged them along with a wonderful study guide so that you can follow along with me the Greek words, the meaning of the Greek words, and every principle that I teach in these programs. It's really wonderful. It's ten parts. You can use it personally or in a study group. But with it, we're also offering my book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. Hundred pages that really says something. I believe the book should say something. I picked up a lot of Christian books which seem to be just full of fluff. They don't say much. I believe that a book should really speak to your mind and should speak to your heart and should equip you for a living. And this book will equip you. And so be sure to order both the series and the book. I believe it will make a difference in your life. But today we're going to go right back to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. And in verse 8, Peter is speaking as an aged elderly minister, speaking to his readers, giving them some really good advice. And he says, be sober, be vigilant. Because the devil, the adversary, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. I want to focus again on that word devour. The word devour is so important for you to understand because it tells us what is the devil's intention in your life. He wants to devour you. The Greek word pino, which does not mean to eat. Now, I know that mentally you probably visualize a lion devouring the meat of an animal. That the lion has killed. That's what it looks like when you read the King James Version. But the Greek word devours, the word pino. And the word pino does not mean to eat, it means to drink, or in this case, to slurp. This is a victim so totally devoured, so totally consumed, the meat is now gone. There's nothing left but bones and juice. And now the lion is hovering over the juice. And is slurping up the juices that remain. This victim is so totally consumed. There's nothing left but fluid, juice. And now the lion is slurping up the juice. That's the word Peter uses to describe what the devil would like to do to you and to those whom you love. Yes, he wants to victimize, but not just that. He wants to totally devour you till there's nothing left but juice. And then he wants to slurp up that leave nothing left of you. And that's why Peter begins in verse eight by saying, be sober. Be sober is what we looked at yesterday, the Greek word nepho, which means think straight, not like a silly drunk. A silly drunk drops his guard, makes bad decisions. A drunk allows things to happen that should never take place. And Peter says, keep your head on straight. You need to understand there's an enemy out there who wants to victimize you. Keep your head on straight. Think straight. Get a grip on yourself. Don't be like a silly drunk that makes bad decisions and is irresponsible, but be very serious minded. And then he says, be vigilant. That's the word we're going to focus on today. The word vigilant is the Greek word Gregorio. And I'm speaking directly from my notes because today I have a lot to share. The word Gregorio is a well-established Greek word that means... To arouse from sleep, it is the picture of someone that is awake as opposed to someone that is drowsy. To be awake as opposed to sleepy and negligent. To be watchful as opposed to careless and non-attentive. To give strict attention to something, to be cautious, to be watchful, to be on high alert... Or I like this one best of all, and I believe this is best. This word Gregorio means to put up one's guard against a sinister force or enemy on the outside that's trying to get on the inside. And in fact, very often this word Gregorio was used just like that. It was used when there was an evil force on the outside that wanted to get inside. And because you didn't want it to get on the inside, you built a barricade, you built a barrier. You put up some kind of a wall of fortification to defend you, to keep the evil on the outside. And that's the word which Peter now uses in this verse, which alerts us to the fact that there really is a sinister force out there that wants to find its way into our life. And by using the word vigilant, which here is used as a command, we are told it is our responsibility to build a barricade To construct a wall of defense that will keep that sinister force on the outside. Interesting that the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 said, Give no place to the devil. That word place is the Greek word topos. The word topos describes a real concrete geographical location. In fact, it is such a word of geography. It's where we get the term for a topographical map. The Greek word topas. And by using that word topas in Ephesians 4, verse 27, give no place to the devil, it's telling us the devil is looking for a real concrete location, an entry point, a point through which he can access our lives to get into our lives to begin devouring us and slurping us up. Now, I want to give you an illustration from my life. My wife, my wonderful wife, Denise has always been a fiend about locking the door. And when we lived inside Moscow, I understood this because Moscow is a city of millions and millions of people, and we lived in an apartment, actually right across the street from Red Square for many years, and there were often, many times, just people wandering on the streets, walking into our building, so it made sense that she was always locking the door. But then we moved just outside of the city, and that's where I live today. We live in a little community, of 800,000 people it may sound large to you, but for Moscow, that's a little community. And Denise and I actually live on a piece of property that has a big field behind us, and behind the field there is a forest. Kind of feels like we're living out in the countryside, at least by Moscow standards. But Denise continued to lock the door as if we were still living downtown. She always locked the door, and we put a deadbolt on the door, and she'd lock the deadbolt. She'd lock the regular lock. And then she'd lock the other door. And I would say, Denise, I feel like we're living inside a safe. I can't even walk out the door of the house without unlocking all the locks. But Denise was constantly locking the door. And to be honest, sometimes I even made fun of her for this. Well, one day I was watching television in our TV room, just enjoying myself resting, when suddenly Denise yelled from the foyer of the house, She said, Rick, come, come quick. So I jumped up and I ran to the front because that was unusual for Denise to yell like that. And when I got to the front door, she said these words, Look out the peephole of the locked door. She wanted me to remember that she's the one who locked the door. So she said, Look out the peephole of the locked door. So I opened the peephole and I looked out. And to my amazement, Standing outside the front door of our house was a naked woman. A naked woman was standing outside the front door of our house. Now, I don't know if you've ever gone to the front door of your house to see a naked woman standing there. But this was quite shocking to see a naked woman standing outside the locked door of our house. This was a woman on drugs. Back behind our house, there's a field. Behind the field, there's a forest. And this was a woman who was on drugs who had been in the forest. Barefooted, she came walking across the field and because our back gate was open, she walked into our territory, all the way up the steps to our front door and now she was banging on the door demanding access into our house. She banged and banged and banged. We had to call a man to help us. He put a blanket around her and walked her off the property and She stood just outside the back gate and lingered there waiting for him to disappear so she could get back onto our property and come back to our front door again. He had to wait a long time to make sure finally she would disappear. And eventually she walked back across the field and disappeared back into the forest. But she was right at our front door, banging, demanding entry into our house. And Denise looked at me and she said, well, Rick, What do you think about that locked door? Well, remember, I had made fun of her for locking the door. She said, What do you think of that locked door? And I realized, Wow. If the door had not been locked, it would have been a different situation. I might have been sitting in the TV room watching the news and looked up as a naked woman walked through the door of the TV room. That would have been a scandalous situation. It was a woman on drugs. It would have been very difficult and very loud, probably trying to get her out of our house. Easier to lock the door and keep her on the outside than deal with her after she had gotten on the inside. Wow. My mind immediately went to Ephesians 4, verse 27. Give no place to the devil. Close every door, seal every crack. Then my mind went to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, be vigilant, put up a wall of defense. There's a sinister enemy who wants to find his way on the inside. Be vigilant. It's your responsibility to put up a barricade to keep that enemy out. Wow. What an illustration, a true life story from our life. But today, let's look at this word vigilant as it's used throughout the New Testament, So we can really establish what it means. And again, it means to be watchful, to be cautious, to be on high alert, or I think best to put up one's guard against a sinister outside force or enemy. And I want us to look at 12 key verses in the New Testament where this word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio is used. So take notes, write this down. First of all, we have Matthew chapter 24 verse 42, where Jesus is describing the needed attitude we must have about his coming. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord comes. When Jesus says, watch therefore, this is the Greek word Gregorio, the word vigilant. In this particular verse, it would be better translated, therefore be on your guard, be on your guard. Something's going to happen. And if you're not alert, if you're not on your guard, He will take you by surprise. Or how about Matthew chapter 24, verse 43, where Jesus continues talking about the needed attitude we must have about his coming. In the King James Version, it says, but know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched. That's the word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio. He would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. The Greek could actually be translated like this. If the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief was coming, he would have been on guard. He would have been on guard. Or how about Matthew chapter 25, verse 13, where Jesus gives us the parable of the ten virgins. And listen to what the Bible says in Matthew 25, verse 13. It says, watch, therefore. That word watch is this word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio. Watch, therefore, for you know not neither the day nor hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. A better translation of this verse, the Greek word Gregoria, would be stay wide awake and alert. Stay wide awake and alert. Or how about Matthew chapter 26, verse 38, where Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the Bible says, Then saith he unto his disciples, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. That word watch is the same word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio. A better translation would be, stay wide awake, attentive, and vigilant with me. Jesus was calling on them to be wide awake, to be attentive, to be vigilant. Or how about Mark 13, verse 34, where Jesus commanded us to be ready for his return. And Jesus uses this word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio, in this verse, for the son of man, "...is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house, and gave authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch." That word watch is this word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio. A better translation would be, "...and commanded the porter to stay on guard, watchful, and alert." You see, it's an attitude of watchfulness, being vigilant, being alert, being on your guard. Or one expositor says it means to be on high alert. Then we have Mark chapter 13, verse 35, where Jesus says, Watch thee, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house comes. Watch ye is, again, the word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio. It would be better translated, therefore, be on alert and be constantly watching. Be on alert and be constantly watching. Or how about Mark 13, verse 37? Jesus said, and what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. That again is the Greek word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio. A better translation would be, be on high alert. Or how about Paul's words to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20, verse 31. He says, therefore watch and remember that by the space of three years, I cease not to warn every one of you night and day with tears. When he says, therefore watch That word watch, the Greek word Gregorio, which is usually translated, be vigilant. It would be better translated like this in this context. Therefore, be on your guard against outside enemy forces and be constantly vigilant and on high alert. This word always calls a person to vigilance or to be on high alert. Or how about 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, where Paul calls on all of us to be attentive, and responsible. Listen to what he says. First Corinthians sixteen, verse thirteen, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. When he says, watch ye, it is the word usually translated, vigilant. It is the Greek word Gregorio. A better translation would be be constantly on alert and on your guard. It is very clear in Scripture how this word Gregorio is used. It always describes alertness being aware that something could happen that could take you off guard, being on high alert, building a barricade, putting up some kind of a fortification to keep enemies on the outside that want to get on the inside. And now that is precisely how Peter uses this word in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. And it really compels you and me to take responsibility for our lives. Rather than just be attacked and say we're under attack, Peter says, first of all, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober, wake up, be wide awake. You need to be awake. You need to be alert to the facts. You need to be sober-minded. You need to think straight, not like a silly drunk. Realize there really is an enemy out there who wants to get into your life. And because of that, he says, you also need to be vigilant. This word vigilant, again, means to be wide awake, aroused from sleepiness, To be aware that there is a sinister force on the outside that wants to get on the inside, and therefore you need to put up your guard, be on high alert, build a barricade, do everything you can from your side to make sure he never finds his way into your personal affairs. It is really a command for us to take responsibility for our life. Well, how do you build a wall of defense? How do you do it? If the devil wants to get into your health, how do you keep him out of your health? If the devil wants to mess up your kids, how do you protect your kids so the devil never finds that place? If the devil wants to mess up your marriage, what do you do to make sure the devil never gets in to mess up your marriage? And on and on and on. The devil is looking for a way to get into every part of our lives. And that's why the Bible tells us to be sober about this and to be vigilant. Now, it does not tell us to be afraid we do not have to be afraid. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We have more authority than the devil. We have the word of God. We've got the promise of God. We've got the power of the spirit. What we need to really put into place is common sense. And with common sense, we can begin to build walls of fortification that keeps the devil out of our life. And that's the purpose of this series. Talking to you, about how to build a wall of defense to keep the devil out of your personal affairs. But listen to what else Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, and verse 8. He says, be sober, be vigilant. Then he says, because. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Then he says in verse 9, whom resist steadfast in the faith. That word resist is so very important. It is a Greek word which describes a pre-planned resistance. This is not haphazard. This is not responding to something that's happened to you, but it's strategically creating a situation, building a wall of defense, so strong, so secure in advance of an attack, that if the devil tries to attack, it will fail. It is a pre-planned resistance. That's what it means when Peter says, whom resist steadfast. Build a pre-planned resistance. Do something on your part that stops him from binding entrance. Close every door, seal every crack, build a wall so thick, it doesn't matter how hard the devil tries to attack, he will not get inside. When I tell you this, my mind goes to the words of Jesus in John chapter 16. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and Jesus said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has no place in me. Very interesting words. First of all, when Jesus described the devil, he called him a prince. That word prince describes one with genuine authority. Jesus did not deny that the devil had authority in this worldly realm. He said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has no place in me. I would paraphrase it like this. He can come as often as he wants. He can circle me 10,000 times. It will have no effect on me. He can circle me looking for a way to get into me, but he has no place in me. He has no entry point in me. Why? Because Jesus had lived such a consecrated life. Every door was closed. Every crack was sealed. Every window was closed. There was no entry point. I believe in spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is real. We need weapons to deal with the devil. But the highest level of spiritual warfare is not using spiritual weapons. The highest level of spiritual warfare is living a consecrated and sanctified life. A life that is lived so right, it is constructed so well that there are no open places, there are no places to which the devil can find entrance into our life so that we can say with Jesus, even if the devil comes, he has no place. He has no entry point into me. Wow. But for us to live that kind of life that is that secure, Peter says we have to be sober and we have to be vigilant because your adversary, the devil. Wow. What does that mean when the Bible calls the devil our adversary. That's what I'm going to talk to you about in the next program. I'll be back in just a moment.
1: Do you feel like you're under attack? In your relationships, your finances, your health? The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and made life more abundant. You can have victory in your relationships, your finances, and your health by learning how to keep the devil out of your life. In Rick's 10-part teaching series, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, you'll learn that our lives are under constant assault by the enemy, and he is always looking for a way in. But you can have victory over the devil by learning how to build a spiritual wall of defense around you and those you love. Available in physical and digital formats, starting at just $20. You'll learn how to guard against the attacks of the enemy and fight back when you choose to believe God and commit to His Word. In addition to the teaching series, you can also get Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. This book gives you a fresh understanding of the armor of God, the spiritual weapons of war, and how you can defeat every lie of the devil and live in victory every day. Available for just $10, this powerful resource will give you the tools you need to go on offense against the enemy. Don't miss this special offer, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, and or the companion book, Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. Call now or go to renner.org to order.
0: I don't know about you, but I'm getting a lot out of these programs, and I believe that they're going to help you as you stay with me all the way to the end. We're talking about how to keep the devil out of your life. I know you want to keep him out. And if the devil's already found his way in, you want to know how to get him out. And we're going to go there. It's going to be very helpful to you. But I want to remind you that I'm offering my series, a 10-part series, called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. The back of the series says, How to Build a Wall of Protection Around Your Life. Topics in this series include, What Does It Mean to Be Vigilant? How the Devil Seeks to Take You Down? What does John 10, 10, really mean? I can hardly wait to get into that with you. How to construct a wall of defense, what to do if the devil has already gotten in and how to seal the cracks in your life so the devil can no longer find his way into your personal affairs. It is just powerful and it comes with a wonderful study guide. And with this, we're offering my little book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy, overcoming the wiles, devices, and deception of the devil. You can overcome. You've got the power of God. You've got the word of God. You've got the blood of Jesus. You are on the winning side. You just need to know how to step into your victory. But I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for my friend and the great opportunity to sit down together today to open the word of God. We thank you that the word of God has such application to our life. And that with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can construct barriers that keeps evil forces out of our personal affairs. And we speak deliverance to our lives, deliverance to our finances, to our health, to our children, to our family, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. So let God's word release its power in your life today. And I'll see you in the next program.
1: Rick Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.